When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve, on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Steve, you had a big event over the weekend. I did. Yeah, on Saturday, um, I went out and hosted an event uh, called Arise with the Guys. We did this last year, too. Yeah. And it's this, uh, like, annual men's event that happens where essentially... uh, Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach from the NFL, Super Bowl winner, he who uh, went to the University of Minnesota. I um, did not know that. Yeah, and then he ended up playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, coaching Peyton Manning uh, and the Indianapolis Colts, as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he does this event where he comes back to Minnesota. He doesn't do it all over, just to Minnesota. And then they bring back a different athlete um, each year, and then you get to hear from them. And it's sort of like the intersection of faith and sports is sort of the, oh, sure. the the big umbrella of it all. But so for the last two years, I've helped out with it. But the really fun part, I get to take my son, Grayson, who's a huge football fan. Aww. And so every year, you know, he he gets to come backstage with me and meet, you know, any of the athletes that are there or coaches that are there. Who did he meet last year? Um, he got to meet, worst Pittsburgh Steelers fans, he got to meet Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. Um, which, and catch a pass from him on stage oh, a little bit later, which was really great. That's so cool. Uh, Benjamin Watson was uh, the uh, Super Bowl winner. He used to play with Tom Brady on the New England Patriots, then the New Orleans Saints. Um, so he was there. The um, Kevin Warren, who used to be an executive for the Minnesota Vikings and is now the team president of the Chicago Bears, the Bears. The uh, Bears. Yeah. And uh, actually, the guy who I was co-hosting with, a buddy of mine named Dave Berggren, who used to be a CARE 11 reporter. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, we go to the same church. And so they, he's done it for a long time. And then I just sort of started helping out the last couple of years. But there was a bit where right after the uh, the Chicago's head coach, Matt Eberflus, and then their president, Kevin Warren, they had a conversation with Tony Dungy. Then they leave, and then we come out and just do a little quick little reset before Tony Dungy comes back and Ben Watson comes out. Got it. And he wrote this little idea where he reached out to a buddy who had this old 1980s Chicago Bears sweater, and his buddy sent it over. So then he came out dressed as Ditka, to which I'm, of course, as the bit goes. You know, like, what the heck are you doing? You look so stupid. You're not supposed to be doing this right now. Right. You're a Vikings fan. But it was it was very fun. And then um, and then Gray, it was so cute. He had this little clipboard that he brought, and he printed out pictures of each of the people that were going to be guests oh on printer God. paper. How cute. And just said, like, you know, picture of Ben Watson and one of his great plays. And then it just says, like, Arise with the Guys 2023 and got autographs from these guys but like even kevin warren this former shout out to this this former vikings executive who went on to be the commissioner of the big 10 and then the bears said will you be the president of our team but he's got hometown roots here in minnesota 
um, he was so kind to Grayson and was just so nice. And Grayson had even printed like a picture of him. Like he's like, oh even gosh, of this executive. So funny. And so he gets an autograph <laughs> from him. And the guy came out and was talking with him and said, hey, what position do you play? Because Gray wore his football jersey. Oh, cute. And, uh, and he said, hey, here's what I want you to do. If you're, if you're a receiver, I want you to do fingertip push-ups. Remember to do those this summer. you got to do those. That's going to really help your grip strength. So then even something little like that, I'm like, Gray, you know, you're 10, and you just got from an NFL executive. Huge tip. You got orders about how you should be training this offseason. And so it was really cool. And then Paul Allen, who used to work with, who's a competitor yeah. of ours right now, um, he he was there as the voice of the Vikings. He's been a part of it. A former ESPN producer named Jason Romano is there. And I host a segment with them where it's kind of like the ESPN show, Pardon the Interruption, which, thanks for asking, Donna, is my favorite sports show of all time. <laughs> Tony Kornheiser. Mike Wilbon. I'm just thinking of a time. Go ahead. But we, uh, they both came out there, and then we just do five different hot topics in the world of sports. And, of course, you know, PA in front of a bunch of Vikings fans. Oh, God, he loves that. And he can just wax poetic. But he was really great. I want to tell this quick little PA okay, and story. Okay, then, then I have a PA story. Okay. Um, Why are we telling PA stories on our stage? Yeah, I, what the I heck? Know. Don't turn to him, all right? He gets enough attention oh, during this move. No, but he was so nice last year. And then um, I had to go out and do a sound check once we got there. PA is the only guy, like the the other athletes, coaches, they're not there yet. Grayson goes over and says hello. And uh, PA had seen him last year. <laughs> and uh, so then they start chit-chatting. And I know Grayson had printed off something for an autograph he wanted to give to a friend of his. of From PA. His friend oh is a Vikings gosh, fan. Oh, my cute. So blah, blah, blah. I then say, all right, I got to go. Paul says to me, do they need me out there right now? I yelled down the hall, do you guys need Paul yet? No, we don't need Paul. I said, no, you're good. He said, should I just come out in a few minutes? Hang on. Should he come out in a few minutes? No, they'll send somebody. Okay, they'll send you. So then I just leave my 10-year-old son in the room with the voice of the Vikings. Oh, my god! I don't see him for another 15 minutes when they all come out on stage. And he's like, hey, I won $5 from Paul Allen. We were, <laughs> because he said, I bet you don't know who else is in this picture. And then Grayson Knew it, and he started telling him stories about, you know, hey, during that Buffalo Bills comeback, here's why, here's the moment when I said, you lucky suckers. He, he broke down part of that call that ended up going national and got him attention from LeBron James, among others. So he was really, really warm and, and generous with his time with, Aww, with Gray. So, yeah, it was a very fun event. That's awesome. That's like a nightmare of, of mine, somebody leaving me with their kid. I know. I, I know. Bad. I'm like, oh, God, no. I sent PA a note after, and I was like, hey, thank you for being so great with him, because he came out with all these stories, and you were just really made him feel like you know That's he was nice. chummy with That's you. That's nice. I hosted an event with him one time, and it was for a it was for one of the local rescues, and we're doing this thing on stage, and he decides to tell this story. And I kept saying, don't tell that story. Don't tell that story. Please don't tell that story. He starts to tell the story, how his girlfriend at the time had this little dog. And he thought dogs were like cats. If you throw them, oh! that they land on their feet. So he took the dog and threw it across the room onto a bed. And the dog was like, you know, and I'm like, why are you telling this story? At a rescue? Yeah, I don't think he's ever been invited back, (laughs) but that's just a guess. Listen, Donna, if you tell someone (laughs) like Paul or someone like me, don't tell that story. Yes, I I almost promise you. We're telling that story. I know. I'm like, but this is not your audience. Yeah, but still, you said not to. I know. I know. And that's what happened. Anyway. Yeah, Look at event. that, we're out of time. 
we got to go, but we're going to come back. Hey, I've got a study that I I think is really interesting, and it has to do with Gen Zers and something they hate when it comes to their phones and something they really like. Uh, are you what? Are, what are you? I have. A, are you a Gen Z? No, I'm a I'm an old millennial. All right, we'll I'm see how you feel about it. But anyway, uh, and then there's a study about how people think the world's going to end. Wait a second. Do I have your study and you have mine? <laughs> What's happening today? Oh, the continuation of Dark Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how people fear human history comes to an end. That when we return, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Wanna drop the hello, hello. Hi. Okay, okay. We're back. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Yeah, simmer, man. Shut down, you. you idiot. Uh. You're not idiots. You're not idiots. We're idiots. What? what? You said idiots. I didn't mean I stopped. Oh I stopped myself from fully. Hey, I swallowed the word. All right, here we go. Studies have shown that. Studies medic- have shown that the microbial. Several long term studies have shown. They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Hey, Steve. All right. Hey, Donna. I want to see how you feel about this, okay? Because. <laughs> It's interesting. It's kind of ironic because Gen Z hates phone calls and voicemails. I get that. I don't uh, mind the voicemail because you could read it now. That's true. I but do like, like that you can read it. Calling to make an appointment. <clears throat> right. Holly, do you feel nervous on the phone? A lot of people do. Yeah. I just don't want, I don't want to. Uh. How do you feel on a return line? Like you're at Target and you need to return garments that didn't work for you oh that's fine because i know i have a mission and i know what i need to get done and i know it needs to get accomplished bada bing bada boom when you have to call somebody like your tax person or the doctor Mm -hmm. it can be Mm -hmm. open-ended that causes anxiety i you know and especially after a day of talking for three hours straight and then people want to call you know what people do we know what you do this is what you do. You call, you make all your calls when you're in the car because it's convenient for you. Are you a home talker? Do you make calls at home? I'm, I'm, I'm car talk guy. If we're going to do a phone call, I want it done in the car. Yeah, but you know what's, what sucks about it is we don't hold the same hours. You know, just because five o'clock's convenient for you doesn't mean it's convenient for me. And I'm talking to the person calling, the mm-hmm. driver who's calling. It's like, yeah, I know you're bored and this is easier for you. That's the only time I've ever called you is from a car. Huh? And it is for that exact reason. I'm a little bored. I get it. I'm like, you know, who's probably free. Wow. That's that's hurtful. Anyway, the reason I brought all this up, thank you for asking is because apparently it turns out that voice memos are, getting more and more popular, especially with young people. So that's when you send the audio clip over text, which, by the way, my phone is constantly recording me. They made a change in the with a recent update. They made a change. I think it's a bad change. You used to hit the voice button like if you wanted to you hit the little microphone and go, Okay, now I'm going to talk. Now, that was that's when you're doing talk to text voice to text. Right. But still. It now the microphone does not shut off until you turn it off. It used to wait for a pregnant pause and then turn it off. Oh. So it's good if you're processing, but it's bad if you're like send 
and it's not sending because it's still recording and thinks send is just another word. And then you're like, send. God, I hope this gets her off my back when I send this. I mean, it's, it's like this is the only thing <laughs> right. she thinks of. The rest of us right. have lives. You know, she's going to get all that. Right. It, it has recorded me while I was doing a, you know, having a conversation with you on the air before. And I'm like, why is my phone recording me? I didn't touch it. It's just sitting there. You probably touched it at some point. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm just saying it's not Rise of the Machines. You probably touched it. Fine. Anyway, they are, uh, they like these because they're more personal than texts. Totally. Because you can hear the person, but unlike a phone call, you can respond whenever you feel like it. This is not a new feature either, as you said, that's been going on since uh, 2014. Gen Z likes this. Yes, and I, like I think it. it started with the pandemic because, you know, everybody was isolated, so it gave them a little more feeling of intimacy. Um, I And I guess I've never used the WhatsApp app. Yeah, I it I takes up so much it. storage on my phone because people oh. send through videos and photos, so when oh. I have to delete something, that's usually the first to go for that reason. Interesting. I've never used it. Uh, 62% of us have sent an audio message before. 30% use them at least once a week. And on WhatsApp alone, over 7 billion are sent every day now. I thought the WhatsApp app was like FaceTime. No. And it's cheaper, like internationally. It's like a different kind of text messaging platform. Yes. Uh But it is good for international conversations. You know, when oh. when you're talking to your global friends, a lot a lot of times you're using WhatsApp. Why don't you just use your regular text? Data mates ra- rates may apply. <laughs> okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, got it. All right, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Donna, it was a solid to decent story. Thanks. Certainly ate up a few minutes, and for that, <laughs> Thank you. we are grateful. How do you think the world's gonna end? Um, I couldn't tell you. Big explosion. Okay. Okay. You're not, you're not alone there. Uh, there was a poll that was asking people essentially, how does this all end? How does this go bye-bye? So these are doomsday scenarios. Number one on the list of doomsday scenarios that people think will end humanity Number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, see, that softens uh-huh. it, Holly. Care to guess what do 70% of people think that this is a good chance of what could take down humanity? Nuclear weapons. Mm, uh, I hope not. You could kind of tie this into number two, another world war. Remember that lady got really mad at us on Friday because we were talking about the 40s? Yes, uh, and we like know what there was life a war looked like, that, yeah. and she called, and she was like, "Study history." There was a world war, and then she hung up on us. I know. <laughs> and we were like, we meant like fashion and hairstyles, music and, styles. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you um, know, Glenn Miller, cars, yeah, right. big shoulder pads, right? Yeah. Joan Crawford, yeah. correct. That was not the direction that phone call went. Though. No, it was scary. We're like, sorry. Uh, number three on the list: sixty-two percent of people think. Armageddon or some sort of act of God will end it all. Okay. A pandemic. Fifty-six percent of people say it's going to be a it's going to be a panty. Wow, really? Yep. Five percent. Uh, excuse me. Uh, number five on the list. Fifty-three percent of people say climate change is going to end it. That was like you this morning walking in. You were like it was eighty-six last week. Yeah. Now what is it's this? 
Now it's snowy and 30. It's not normal. Something ain't right. Half of the people think that it could be an asteroid. Now, all of these percentages don't add up, but still, it's fine. And we're just going to let it slide. 50% of people think an asteroid could be what ends humanity. Here we go, though. Number seven on the list. And I would presume climbing. Artificial intelligence. 44% of people think that artificial intelligence is what will end it all. Mm. Wow, number eight on the list. A global inability to have kids, like in The Handmaid's Tale. 36% of people think global infertility will end the human race. And number nine. God, that'd be a scary way. Like if you're like one of the last people. Yeah, that'd be a slow way to go. Hmm. An alien invasion. 25% of people think that that's possible. Maybe that's... I think about that sometimes. 18% of people think that uh, humanity will be gone within 10 years. But on the other end, another 18% of people think that we'll still be here a million years from now. Wow. Yeah, that's a stretch. A million? A million? A A little bit. Come on. I mean, civilization is like, what, 30,000 years and change? Not even? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So if you were to bet 10 or a million, you'd bet 10? Yeah. So who, who really went dark here? I'm going to end this segment with a doozy of an email for you right now. We only have 45 seconds. Okay, my opinion on this weather. I love it. I'm not ready for hot temps yet. Give me 60s, thank you. I'm okay with that. Well, that's fine. That's spring. That's where we're supposed to be. Right. 60s are fun. Yeah. Snow. Past the midpoint of April. Not fun. Sucks. Hmm. Sorry, Western Wisconsin. Didn't you get like a foot? Oh, my gosh. And they said they're getting five more inches today. Ah! Oh, gosh. The worst. The worst. Uh, We're going to play a little game. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of the worst. Skinny Rocco's coming in. Oh, yeah. New Rocco. He's changed ever since he lost this weight. We'll we'll talk to him. He's next. It's indeed Skinny Rocco here for MNFatLoss.com. Where you, like me, could lose up to a pound a day. I knew I needed to lose some weight, but I knew I wanted to do it the right way. I didn't want to do counting calories, counting points. I didn't want to eat prepackaged meals. I didn't want uh, surgery or hypnosis. I wanted to do it eating foods I like uh, in good nutrition. I wanted to do something doctor-supervised, and I found that with mnfatloss.com. I seriously, I've been on it for a month. I can do this. I'm going to be on the reduction phase another 30 days. I can't wait to see if I lose another 20 pounds. I think I will because I've done that so far in the first 30. You can too. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to mnfatloss.com. You can get a free consultation. You could lose up to a pound a day, but I will say results may vary. Ooh. I love Jason Mraz. And I love soup. No, don't worry. We're going to find out what the soup is coming up in a couple of minutes here. Do you want to call right now? Because he got all um, B.I.A.C.I. last week. And he was like, well, maybe if you guys stop calling at that time. You know what, Steve? That's a great idea. He Uh, probably wants us to call at like 11, and that ain't going to happen. Right. But we'll call him now. All right. Come down for Moose Soup after. Holy crap. Felt like she was right here. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. It's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. It's clapped on. It can't be. It's clapped. 
This is kind of moronic, you know. What? A this is a whole bit. The whole bit. Like if Sometimes. someone were tuning in for the first time, they'd be like, what? Why do we care? Yeah, where can we get the soup? You can't. It's in an in-house cafeteria. And it's just for us. <laughs> Cafeteria's Brian. Hey! B-Dog, you're our baby boo. Hey, you're our big, bad baby buddy boo. Wow. We tried calling at a quote-unquote better time. <laughs> How does this feel? Going on? Four minutes before we called you last time. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, it works. It's just still pretty close to noon when most people come down, so... Listen, we're not going to move it to 11. Again, yeah, that's a part of the, the, the beauty of this segment is the tension that the listener feels of, is he going to pick up? Oh, yeah. Then you can't leave me just a disrespectful <laughs> voice message every you know, time. Nobody listens to that their voice messages. Yeah, nobody checks that. What and also, that doesn't sound like something we'd say anyway. So I have them all saved if you guys want to. <laughs> Do you want me to play him back? <laughs> he we did meet me in the parking actually. lot one time. We would love, yeah, we'd yeah. like a collection of those sometime that we could play on the air. That'd be great, yeah. All right. You might not like great. what we hear. Uh, what's today's soup? I have a steakhouse, so it's um, mm. tender steak, potatoes, in kind of like a an au jus with green beans. Oh, wow. Good, good stuff. That oh, does sound good, but today's also good. Asian chicken salad. It is. That's a big oh, hit. Oh, that's a good I one, I think we got to go get that. Mm-hmm. All right. One way or another, you're going to see us, all right? We'll be the ones in line. The obnoxious ones in line. Rude. We have to go. Bye. Bad Bye. connection. Okay. I, I'm not going to go to lunch. Next time he doesn't pick up, we need to really Step lay up. into him. <laughs> oh, God. That does sound good, though. That does. What, you're not even going to walk down there with me, Donna? Why do I have to? For companionship. Oh, God. We'll all both get our steps in. We'll come back. And you stop and talk to everybody along the I'm way. I'm not going to talk to anybody. How about this? I'll make you a promise. I won't talk to anyone outside of a passing hello, but I will never stop moving. Okay. Are you going to do the whole, hey, guys, remember me? It's Steve Patterson, formerly of TV. If I see someone from TV, yes. Fine. Right. That's kind of one of my favorite bits. And I think they like it, too. All right. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that Clint Eastwood, who, by the way, is 92 years old, is in the process of casting Nicholas Holt and Tony Collette in a new movie called Juror Number Two. Oh. So close. Oh, Donna. So close. Mike, I was juror number 12. Oh, Okay. It was and one of our hottest summer series from last year. That's right. Juror number 12 in the house. Anyway, um, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Donna was selected for jury duty. And unlike most citizens, was very excited about it. And, you know, she was her normal self, very worried leading into it. Oh, no, I have to check the phone again today at one. And it was just this whole, you know, how it would go. And it went that way. But then she got. But then I got called. She got called. I went in after work. I had a call and they were like, yeah, you need to come. And I was like, well, crap, I got to go. And Mike, I told her there's not a chance that you <laughs> will get chosen because you are a major media, media personality here yeah. in the Twin Cities. You have been for decades. So don't worry. You're not getting picked. Guess what? They picked her. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jury number 12. And when she came back, not only did she share about the experience with the details that she could, but then, oh, the stories for the following three to six weeks that she came at with a juror's perspective, exhausting. (laughs) 
you really do have to pay attention and not let your opinion necessarily take over. You got to look at the facts. That's all you can do is look at the facts. You can't go, oh, this guy's done that before. I'm sure he did it. That's not how it works. Thank you. You know what this feels like? Hi, I'm Donna Valentine, and this is my juror master class. <laughs> and they just have different angles of you. I could do it. I could do she it. She really loved it. Anyway, do you want to go oh, to the mailbag? No, Matt is texting me. What does he want? I don't Aside know. Aside from your job, which he has <laughs> no problem sharing. Oh, uh, now he's texting me. What's this all about? Oh, he's uh, talking about, okay, so we were talking about Theater Worth Park. Oh, yeah. And he heard back from uh, Larry, and that's all he said. Okay, great story, Donna. He sent me this. (laughs) I can't see that. I don't have my readers on. He sent Larry Farr a text message saying, Will the snow uh, that we got kill my tulips or other plants starting to grow? Larry said, No, they'll be fine. The end. Thank you. That's good to know. Now to the mailbag. Mail time. Mail time. Remember I was talking about everyone should go and watch an old episode of Batman? Yes. Have you ever seen it, Steve? Bits and pieces. The worst show on television. (laughs) So we got an email from Brenda and it says, I got sucked into Gilligan's Island. OMG, so bad. And wow, all the girls have a full wardrobe and makeup. And people randomly show up on the island, uh, yet they never get off. Hard to believe it lasted that long. It's just so funny to see the lack of technology. Sure. And storytelling evolves. Yes. It's just so bad. The, the, The costumes are bad. The makeup is bad. Them trying to pull off some kind of Batman move is bad. Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Yeah, Absolutely. I found a perfect clip right here. I watched a jury scene actually over the weekend. Right in the boat. I looked it up this morning. <laughs> that class of missile receives on a wavelength of one six four point one. I'd say the odds against it would make even the most reckless gambler cringe. True, I did think I'd spotted it out of the corner of my eye. Let's go. But Sorry. inconspicuously. Through the window. True. It was noble of that animal to hurl himself into the path of that final torpedo. <laughs> he gave his life for ours. He's holding an exploding bomb. Get rid of a bomb. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. He's literally looking around all over like, where should I go? What's the guy got to do? And like the bomb probably just looks like a piece of paper (laughs) with like orange on top. It's just so So bad. bad. So if you're wondering, uh, if you're tuning in in progress, why did Donna decide to come in on a Monday and just deliver an absolute retroactive hit piece on Batman, the original television series, which I'm sure at the time was breakthrough (laughs) in terms of what they were doing. Anything else old you want to take out just because they didn't have the technology available that we have today? The acting was even bad. At least like Bewitched and things like that. Listen. Was good. James Dean, if we're going to do this, James Dean. Yeah. Bad actor. Very bad actor. Handsome. That's what he had going for him, right? Sure. But bad actor. I hear you. And there's that old scene of, I watched Rebel Without a Cause and thought, really? This is what? And then yeah. Michael Scott in an episode of The Office, 
has one of those old school Hollywood pictures that had like the lights in it. Remember those pictures in the 90s? And he looked over and it's James Dean like leaning against a fancy car. And Michael Scott from The Office looks and says, I wonder what Luke Perry would do. <laughs> That's what that, that is. So it's funny. funny. By the way, uh, we just Phil- forks. Oh, no, we don't I have, have time do for that. the piece. Schmigadoon. Phil says Donna is not wrong. Schmigapoo-poo. Take a number away from Matt's 930 recommendation. Unpaid research. Thank you. Many countries rejected rejected using forks when they were first invented because they considered them excessive, unnecessary, and, quote, too feminine. The Roman Catholic Church even spoke out against forks, stating that God already gifted us with the perfect eating utensils, our fingers. That's dumb. They didn't know any better. Just like Batman didn't know any better, Donna. Okay, fine. Didn't stop you from that hit piece. We got lots of emails coming in from uh, people complaining about the snow like we asked them to. I know. We're sorry, guys. It's okay. It's going to melt today. We got sun. Might snow later this week, but that's fine. Hey, you know what? What? We're in it together, guys. I'm sick of that saying, too. That just sort of makes me frustrated. (laughs) All right, bye. All right. Sorry, I know it means well. I love you all. Bye now. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know, it's kind of odd that I talk every day about uh, end-of-life stuff. It's not a subject everybody wants to hear about or talk about. But I'll tell you what, I'm glad that... In my family, uh, we have had those discussions. Both of my parents have told me uh, they would like a simple cremation. I think so many people these days uh, do want that. Then you can have a celebration of life that is more fitting uh, for them. You know, my mom's never wanted to have uh, a kind of a funeral home situation where everybody's kind of parading around looking at her. She wants a simple cremation and a nice dinner. Um, and she went in, she prepaid and pre-planned for it with Lisa at Crescent Tide. Uh, It's not just pre-paying and pre-planning like my mom did. If you look at their Google reviews, you'll see that uh, the Crescent Tide team uh, comes through for people in that time of need, in that time of grief. They do so in a prompt, courteous, sympathetic manner, and they do it for uh, pretty much the best price around. Simple cremation start at just $800. My talk keyword, cremation.